Welcome to a new life podcast. Today is a good day. Today is a very, very good day. Give God thanks, man. My name is Brother John, and this is a new life podcast. This is our sixth episode. So this is our sixth and final episode of the second series. I can't believe I'm saying that. God has been very gracious to us to allow us to have so many different people on this show. And um, I've got another special and uh, blessed person who's coming to give us a little conversation and edify us with the word of his testimony. If you are new to this podcast, then basically I'm going to tell you that this is a podcast where I get to chat to someone about their testimony. I get to hear how God changed their life, how God changed the trajectory of where they were going for the better and how they began to walk this walk. Um, so I believe that we all must be edified by the word of their testimony and that sometimes when we're doing different things, we can get we can sort of forget sometimes where God brought us from. So this is why it's always good to look back and, and to do that. So I'm really gracious that I have the time of brother Usi Ejirafor. Have I said that right, sir? <laughs> kind of. O.C. Ejirafor is fine. O.C. Ejirafor. I am right. terrible with names. And That's all right. I, it's I, different I, reading it as well. I this know is that it. much. This is it. Um, can you give me a little bit of... Um, uh, context to where the name comes from. Yes, yeah, sure. It's a Nigerian name. Okay. Uh, Ibo to be precise. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, OC is a contracted version of a longer form. Wow. Um, and yeah, Ejifu is the family name. A name is better to be chosen than many riches. That's I, right. I, I do remember that coming from one of the scriptures there but yes i always like finding out the origin of certain names and things like that mm. um right you are are you now the pastor of this oh no 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 is it no. is it in the pipeline is it in the pipeline <laughs> let's move on to the next question i oh. think um <laughs> okay so what church no, are no. you at brother Ossie? Ossie. <laughs> i'm i'm a lighthouse christian ministries under the amazing leadership of pastor austin um, so I'm happily set there as one of the ministers on the uh, ministerial team. Lovely. Um, yeah, in Stratford, sunny Stratford in London. East okay. London. I actually have had Pastor Austin on this very show and we had a very good uh, conversation as well. I got to hear some good stories, but um, I did tell him that I wanted to get you on. <laughs> and I got you on for this series. Uh, thanks to my pastor getting you involved. So that was good. But um, yeah, man, so how long have you been at that church? So I um, came to Lighthouse Christian Ministries in 2004. Okay. 2004, uh, fresh from the world. I was in a backslidden state. And um, yeah, I, I told myself for various reasons that if I didn't like it, I was not going back. And when I walked through the doors of Andover Community Centre in Finsbury Park, North London, I walked into that rented hall space and I just felt the presence of God. I didn't even know what I felt at the time. I didn't know what it was, but I felt something that I'd never felt before. And at that point in my life, I'd been... I'd grown up a Catholic. Yeah. I'd been to 
different type of Pentecostal church. I've been to a non-denominational church. I've uh, been to, I've visited Seventh-day Adventist church. I've visited lots of different types of churches and I didn't feel anything close to what I felt there. I didn't feel anything like that before. Okay. Um, so yeah, 2004 was, was, was the time. Okay, so let's, I'm going to pause at 2004. We're going to come back to that. So you said backsliding state. So I take it mm. you were born into church. No, so I grew up Catholic. Okay. okay. So I grew up in Catholic church. I was an altar boy. I used to serve on the altar. Yeah. Um, uh, very devoutly, actually. Um, till probably about the age of 16. Wow. I didn't know age that. Age 16, 17. Yeah. And then um, I grew up in the Midlands. I grew up in Derby. So this was all happening in Derby. Close to me then, in Bilston. We'll yes, back. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I grew up going to Catholic Church. Um, stopped going to Catholic Church when I was about 17, 18-ish. Um, then I moved to London at 19 to study. Um, and then I was put on a path to become hungry for God seriously because... I was a devout Catholic. Uh, I very much uh, believed that I was doing the right things, etc. And then when I saw that what was going on in the church didn't match up with what was going on in the Bible, because I started reading the Bible at 17 and my dad was learning things as well. And that is what led to me coming out of the Catholic church. So I was a bit disillusioned you, with what I saw. In, in the Catholic church, mm. what was it that you saw? I know there's a lot, but what was it that really started making you think? Was it the praying to the saints or? <laughs> yeah, so I think at that time, at that time, there were specific things that uh, my father helped point out to me because I, I grew up not reading the Bible. Okay, so the Bible was something that you had. It was almost like, you know, you're, you're blessed if you have one, <laughs> you know, you don't really read it. Um, but I didn't know much of the content apart from some of the headlines, you know? So uh, my dad actually taught me that he was praying because we're all Catholic in the house, but he got up every day for as long as I can remember, even till now. And he's like 78 or something. Uh, and uh, he uh, wakes up at 5am and prays. And he said that God told him that actually Catholic church wasn't doing the right thing. Um, because the Bible says that should not make any false uh, images yes. uh, to bow down onto. And being an altar boy, I knew for fair, not just that there were statues there, but I would be the one wiping the foot of the crucifix as people queued up to kiss the feet of Jesus, you know, yeah, during yeah, yeah. Uh, Easter time. So I knew that that, in terms of what the Bible said, was not a biblical practice. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah i just thought my goodness this is quite strong it wasn't just a subtle kind of slight deviation from scripture it was like a an a, an opposing view to scripture plenty of statues kneeling pads right next to the statues um and when it comes to asking questions i spoke to priests and asked people questions it didn't seem it seemed more defensive than it was um explanatory so they didn't kind of say okay here is a solid this is the substantial reason why it was more kind of based on tradition and based on kind of nuanced 
inference or when you're kneeling there you're not actually thinking this and that and the other whereas actually that's not explicit that's you know you've got a statue with a kneeling pad to mm -hmm. say that oh you're not actually kneeling down to the statue it's weird it's just not true you know so there, there is a there is a distinction between the Catholic and then also the Anglican Church. Is mm. that did you see that as well? Because so, what I found is I've have I have people who are still Catholic, but mm. as their belief and as their journey goes a bit deeper, they then find what you found, but then they go to the Anglican one, which is a little okay. bit more closer to where Pentecostal stands, but then they're, they're still in that mix and they're still very legalistic. They are very much still praying to certain things, but they're getting closer. And then Protestant might be another one. And then it becomes a bit more like what the Christianity we know after the sure. Pentecostal and, and the apostolic belief. But that was that journey. You didn't have that. You just went straight from Catholic yeah, I, I came out of Catholicism and I was kind of in a no man's land. And then I found um, a Pentecostal church opposite where I was staying. But, you know, in terms of what you said, the general progression that people usually go to, that's usually commonly based on people's comfortability and what they're used to, not necessarily based on a conviction from scripture. For me, it was all about the scripture. Yeah, it's all about actually this was is not what. Uh, the Bible says so to go mm. from one place where there are statues to another place where there are statues mm. didn't make sense. It didn't make sense. Um, so yeah, and the whole the 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 finisher for me was the transubstantiation. What what is referred to as transubstantiation, and that is uh, the 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 Catholic rite, the, the the rite of mass, the portion of mass whereby uh, words are said to the effect that, not even to the effect that, explicitly that this bread shall become for us the body of Christ. Right. This wine shall become for us the blood of Christ. Yeah. And that's a process that Catholics refer to as transubstantiation. And there's nothing biblical in that turning a bread into the body of Christ. Jesus never said that. So, wow. um, yeah, that, that was the kind of, <laughs> that was the... You know, finish him. That was the end of finishing move for me. And I kind of stood out. It's a, there's a lot of... Because I've been to Rome. And mm. we went to the Vatican City. Yes. And it is a beautiful place. Mm. But it feels so... <laughs> now that's because you got the spirit of god in you right now yeah. if you don't you just appreciate the architecture you appreciate mm. the beauty the intricacy of the detail etc yeah. the grandeur of the buildings etc um but yeah when you feel the spirit of god there's something else that that you know you, you feel it's, uh, when it's you go witchcraft like i feel witchcraft i okay. feel paganism i feel okay. feels cold it's just mm. like, yeah, they've got a lot of money. It's one of the rich, it is one of the richest places in the world. Yeah. And when I know that money is the root of all evil, um, and I see the, 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 the power that that place has, I just think that that's not anything of God. Cause I know that yeah. the, the prince of this world is, mm. is devil. So 
Yeah, yeah, and if you look into the detail of how that money was amassed, you'd be even more appalled. So mm. yeah, it's um, yeah, and I mean it's its own country, isn't it? You need a passport yes, to get into did. the Vatican. City. Yes, we did. It's, it's we its did. Own country. So yeah, the, there's a lot there, but yeah, that's that's kind of uh, uh, a part of my history and why I left at that time. Since then, I've read and learned a lot of things that just kind of solidify my stance even further. You ever read the, Da Vinci Code? Uh, no, I haven't. Uh, I, I have, I've, I've read this other sources that I've read uh, that pertain to kind of church history, archaeology and things like that, history of the papacy um, and just Implies, certain things that are just kind of standard knowledge that is mm. available that the Catholics declare and mm. don't hide, like taking the bones of dead saints mm-hmm. um, uh, as a relic and placing it underneath every single altar that is built in every single Catholic church. I mean, yep. those types of things, it's not biblical, um, it's pagan, you know, mm-hmm. it's those are the type of pagan rituals where the thing is worshipped rather than the creator of the thing. Mm. So. The only problem that I do have, though, is the fact that there are certain things that the Catholic Church did introduce that we still support, which is stuff like like Christmas, stuff like Easter, and even the calendar. Yeah. So it's just those little things that I think, wow, they're still, even though we are come to the truth, we're still giving them a little bit of ownership on certain important dates and things like that what's your views on that well i mean me You've gone a for, bit of a different direction but i need to get back yeah, to it. this this is absolutely fine I'm, i mean i think in in terms of that you know uh people talk about you know should we worship on a sunday um mm. you know it was never the day you know and and, and uh, the catholics will argue that you know this is kind of going back to the day of the resurrection etc mm. you know what you talked about days of the week you know there's things to look up in history regarding how these things worked out how these things were declared how these things were established but at the end of the day you know the scripture in corinthians that talks about meat offered to idols people not being able to eat certain things because it's offered uh, been offered to idols people having no conscience about that whatsoever and eating yeah. it same way just blessed it and eat you know they're, they're <laughs> absolutely fine um so i think that when it comes to those things i think that one we need to as far as we can uh, uh worship god not the day yeah yeah and as far as we can uh be at peace with all men i think that the certain things are worth taking a stand on yeah and worth kind of making protest about and changing, etc. And I know there's a whole denomination based on the, you know, the Sabbath, etc. And, yeah. you know, uh, these things are, yeah, if people have decided to do that, yes, that's good. But don't make that thing a monument that kind of supersedes all the fundamentals of, of scripture, the, 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 the doctrines, core doctrines, salvation doctrines, you know, repentance, baptism, salvation, the core things that really do matter for the state of a soul. Gospel. Rather than, yes, the gospel mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ. So I think that if, if, if that is the focus and that is uh, uh, right and correct, then 
you could worship on a Wednesday, you could worship on a Sunday, you could worship, you could call it Thursday, you could call mm. it, you know, uh, I was whatever, you know, but I think the Ross and uh, elements mm -hmm. that I, I, I uh, look at, that I think it, it does, I guess it behooves all of us to do our research and look into and be mindful of like the origin of the word Easter and the types of things that were celebrated around that time and what happens is when everything is just kind of mushed together uh, into one thing and the lines are blurred uh people don't question things people don't question what a rabbit has to do with an egg that's what i was saying they don't question that they don't question what, what a stork carrying a baby has to do with you know what a stalk has to do with carrying a baby mm. um all of these things can be researched all of these things can be looked into um you know just the the whole uh, the idea around lent etc and we know the kind of uh, links with christianity and the, the the kind of headlines of it but underneath that the the you know the weeping for tamas and and and, and a lot of the um kind of uh, pagan Babylonian rituals that, that would take place same time of year, similar types of things done. And when lines are blurred, people don't, um, yeah, don't know. A chocolate egg is a chocolate egg, right? I mean, like who doesn't want to eat a chocolate egg? <laughs> but, and it's, not, I, it's, I was, it's not a case of let's throw out chocolate eggs. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I think understanding is key. Understanding yeah. is key. It's similar to- I, I was reading this morning, um jeremiah 29 mm -hmm. and it was talking about how jeremiah wrote a letter to all of the elders and the people who'd been taken captive into mm. babylon in babylon and he was basically telling telling off another prophet who's who'd been saying we're going to be released we're going to be released soon and he was mm. saying well no you're not you're in captivity make yourself comfortable build your houses do your stuff and be at peace with mm. everybody else so there's certain traditions and certain things that they had to get used to mm. and they just had to just continue serving their god because they knew who he was and everything but there were certain things that they had to just deal with instead of uprising and fighting against certain things and, da -da 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 -da, and getting your mind just taken off what the real important thing was so arguing about a day arguing about when you need to go to church and da, 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 all these things that some people can do but there's other ways i think to um yeah because well, there's I only one think, way what, there's only one what, way to be saved there's only one way sure, to be saved but exactly. there's other ways you can still do that so my, my question is you you have your protest you start your protest you kind of do your march you run your campaign mm -hmm. and then the day is changed mm -hmm. now what now what yeah I just that's that's what I think so mm -hmm. it's kind of following it through yes okay that is the state of play this is what this is called let's change the names of the days of the week okay now yeah. we call it something else yeah yeah now yeah. what now what it's true you know <laughs> just carry on with the people life. are still you know? gonna have that jealousy that hate that envy that that people, whatever people might want to change it to that. something else exactly <laughs> <laughs> change something else yeah but okay. Anyway, time is going to run away from us. I do want to hear your story. How did you get saved? 
What was that moment in your life that suddenly said, I need to leave this, I need the Holy Ghost. And what was that time and situation like? Where was it? Was it in, I always keep hearing it was in a youth convention or da da da. But my dad, he would say, no, this happened when I was in the toilet. So it's like, I want to hear you. <laughs> yeah, for me, when I, when I came into LCM in 2004, I had been in a church, a non-denominational church, and I mentioned for a few years. I was very, very uh, devout, very, very committed. And I, um, yeah, just, I, I was just, I was evangelizing. I was um, teaching Bible studies. I was, um, I was running a, a Bible study on my university campus um, that had more, uh, non-Christians there than Christians. I think wow. there were about four or five of us from the church and we would have sometimes 10, 15 visitors uh, that would come each week and I would lead these Bible studies. Um, so I was coming from a place where I felt that I uh, knew about what it means to help someone get saved. That previous church did baptize people. Um, it was not according to biblical uh, uh, reference, like correct, accurate biblical referencing. Um, uh, more a case of the, 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 the kind of surface understanding of Matthew 28, um, uh, 19, mm -hmm. 20. Um, but in coming to LCM, I was uh, spoken to by a few people, a couple of different conversations about baptism. I think most notably Sister Lana. Uh, the late sister Lana, uh, uh, my mother-in-law, she um, uh, spoke to me and she had one of those soft, gentle conversations. Anyone who's spoken with sister Lana, they would know you can actually be rebuked by this lady and not know it. She was just so soft and gentle and just, she's so direct and, and sweet and gentle. And you'd walk away think, oh, I was just rebuked. But uh, you know, at the time you don't know it. But, but what happened was she had uh, said to me, have you been baptized? I said, yes, I've been baptized. She said, but was it in Jesus' name? I said, uh, I don't know. I do. You know, you, you don't think about it. Like prior to being uh, met with the biblical truth, you don't actually think about the actual wording that is said when you're baptized. Um, so I, I said, you know, I'm not sure. So she said, it must be in Jesus' name. Otherwise, it's, it's, it's not right. And I said, yeah, but it, it, it's fine if it's far as on Holy Ghost. That's in the that's in the Bible. That's in Matthew, and I could quote where it was. And she said, "Yes, but there's not one place in the Bible where that was actually done." And I said, "Oh, <laughs> I left that conversation, and I went home because, like I said, I was I'd read the Bible through a number of times prior to this conversation. So I thought, let me find every single baptism. And I was looking. I found the first one." Okay, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, I found the next one, baptized in the name of the Lord. I found another, I couldn't find any that said baptized in the past. Holy Ghost. So that intrigued me and I thought, okay, this thing is biblical. What is being spoken about is biblical. So you were saying yes. about the baptism. Yes, that's right. So um, when I couldn't find any reference in the in scriptures the Bible, where that was it. It was uh, baptism was carried out in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. I was then convicted that I need to do it the biblical way. And yeah. keep in mind, I was baptized as a Catholic when I was a baby before I even knew how to speak. Sprinkled, yeah. Sprinkled indeed. Um, and then I was baptizoed 
um, immersed in water in that previous church that I was in. Um, and the, uh, but it was Father, Son, Holy Ghost. So I wanted to make sure that if a scripture said, and this wasn't with a mindset, to be honest, it wasn't with a mindset that everything else I'd done was wrong or not counted. I, I come across that quite a lot. I don't know where that comes from, almost like an invalidation that if you're doing it the right way, that everything you did before was just evil and wrong. I didn't mm. see it that way. I hungered to do what God's word said. Mm. So it, whatever had happened before, it was like foundational. It's like just building me up towards this place I can get to where I accept this biblical truth. So I was baptized in, in Jesus' name at Life Tab um, in uh, 2004. Uh, I think I, I went to the church in February, I think. And I think I was baptized by March. And then April, uh, around the time the Easter break is when conference used to be. Um, so I went to uh, the general conference Bethel in uh, West Bromwich near you <laughs> and um, yeah I was filled there I think it might have been the first evening of general conference and what had happened was I had a discussion with brother Tom McDonald he sat me down at my university campus coffee shop and he's going through scriptures telling me why I need to be uh, filled with the spirit of God baptized in the spirit and I was going toe to toe. I was talking to him about other scriptures where it says, that, you know, uh, not all prophesy, not all do all speak in tongues, etc., etc. And I was going back and forth with him, uh, but he was adamant. He was like, no, you know, um, you need to be filled with the Spirit of God. Uh, the initial sign being speaking in tongues. And I left that conversation, and I prayed, searched scriptures, and I was convinced that if I were to be filled with the Spirit of God, I would prophesy. And then I would prove everybody wrong because they were teaching falsely. That's where I was. So when I went to a conference that night, um, that's what was in my heart. I was like, I need to be filled. I need to be filled to point where I start to prophesy any one of these gifts, you know, <laughs> that, that God comes upon me. And then I will prove everybody it's wrong. Good to, it's good to covet those gifts. That's what Paul said. He said yeah, it. yeah. And this is the grace that was upon me mm. when I went to the altar. Because I said upon in a sentence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thus speaketh old English. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was the grace that was on me at the time when I went. And I... Um, uh, I, I, I prayed and I prayed. I, I, was, I really sought God. And this is the thing, the overriding feeling wasn't proving everybody wrong. That was kind of a byproduct. But my heart was, I need God. And I started speaking in tongues. <laughs> when I started speaking in tongues, tears were rolling down my eyes simultaneously. In fact, simultaneously, three, thing, three things happened. One, words came out of my mouth. Two, tears flowed down my eyes. And three, I felt peace like I've never felt before in my life. I felt like I had just arrived home after walking all day. I felt, uh, and it was wow. unbelievable. And wow. I remember in my mind, that was the only thing left that I had kind of conscious control over. My mouth was just flying. My mouth was flying. And my body just was, you know, tired. But my mind, I was saying, sorry, sorry, Lord. Sorry, Lord. I thought that I knew how these things should work. Sorry that I thought that 
you know it should be a certain way and strange enough I, I i was told in the morning that i was speaking in tongues all night by the by the um by the brother who i shared a room with and when i woke up the next day i believe uh, you know <laughs> not even a seed you can't even call that a seed of a gift of prophecy i guess yeah i, I would say a seed but when i say a seed this is like a big seed because <laughs> i was walking past people in the street and i knew exactly what they felt not only did I know as a head knowledge, I felt it and it was overwhelming. I couldn't be around people. Every person I'd walk past every now and again, it, it was acute to the point where this person is feeling pain and they're taking medication and they haven't told the person that they're living with. Just detail, just as I'm walking past them. And it would happen to a point where I actually had to ask, what is going on with me? Um, I didn't know what to do about it. I had to kind of come away from, and it wasn't Christians. It was strangers on the streets. I could be around Christians, but when I walked through West Bromwich to get to my hotel, etc., um, yeah, I couldn't do it. I had to there's be a film. People. There's a film like that where Unbreakable, it, Unbreakable, yeah. yeah. And you could just feel it, da, 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 yeah. and you can hear them, and he's like, "Oh God, yeah, wow, yeah." That that in real life that is more of a burden than is comprehensible. You, and that's still the case now? No, and, and, and okay. then, so this is the thing, that's why I say it's a seed, because yeah. what happened was I prayed so that I didn't feel that anymore, because it was oh too much. Oh gosh. Um, but what I feel now is a release of that at times when God is moving. So yeah. uh, the times where I'll be praying for people and kind of God, it's like it yeah it just kind of gets released it's almost it's just like an insight it's like a quick insight mm. and i can't even describe it as if, as if it's like it's not words mm. and it's not just feelings yeah it's it's more real than feelings and it's mm. more loud than words it's just a solid solid impression and yeah it it, it, it you, you i've learned that it's not all the time that you see it that you say it initially <laughs> i was just saying it and um yeah that's not wise that's not always wise you have to yeah, wait for for god but yeah I, I won't go off on that the the reality is you know god filled me i spoke in tongues yeah. and i haven't stopped speaking in tongues since <laughs> amen amen no that that's beautiful beautiful story and i hope somebody is definitely touched by that story and they can definitely want want those gifts and want that experience um i've talked to a lot of people on this this podcast and a lot of the the common thing that they say is the peace that they feel afterwards mm. and that is the peace that path is all understanding that's right and a lot of people are not at peace especially in this time where we were being told a lot of untruths and there's a lot of war and whatever else people are looking for peace so hearing that story there, it is an indication that people need to search, search for that truth and search for that peace. So yeah, it's not just about um, searching for the thing. So some people, it seems as if, you know, you're kind of praying for this thing that you want, either speaking in tongues or uh, the blessing or whatever it is, but it's the God of the peace that yes. we need to search for. Um, when I... Um, when I think about the, 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 the experience that I had 
when I think about just, like I said, I wasn't right, purely right in my motives and my intentions. Like I wanted to prove people wrong. Do you know what I, but, I, wanna, I wanna say? Just you're a lot like me in a way where we're very competitive. Yes. I think we didn't even yeah. touch on the fact that me and you both were ballers. We're both yes, sportsmen. Right. We both in the yeah. music. We both like mm. talking and we're people. The competitive edge is there. So I understand yeah. what you're yes. saying when you're saying, yeah. I want to prove them wrong. They said something about me or they said something I don't agree with. Let me go show them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So sometimes we kind of feel like our heart needs to be perfect mm. when we're desiring things from God or we consider, mm. oh, I've done this wrong or that wrong when we're desiring things of God. Actually, God is just above. Let God be true and every man a liar. Sometimes in our minds, we have a limited um understanding of what god can do wants to do and who god wants to do it for or oh, yeah you know we can feel that i i like it i i use this analogy often when i when i talk to uh, um, uh, the people i minister to regularly uh you know sometimes i see christianity like true christianity is um a, a, a huge, huge 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 mansion a mansion with wings you know you've got your east wing your west wing etc and then you have acres of ground acres you've got like a labyrinth over there you've got fields over there. you've got you know woodlands over there you've got all of this and what happens in christianity is we kind of come through the door into the lobby and we see the huge chandelier and the circular staircase and we grab our chair and we sit down and say, ah, oh, this is amazing. Wow. When God is inviting us to explore the rooms, <laughs> he's inviting us to explore the grounds, he's inviting us to, and somehow we're sitting there, that, oh, that's not for me. Mm. That's not for me. That's for the pastor, or that's mm. for the leaders, or that's for the evangelists, or mm. that's for those people. But God is calling all of us to just, explore enjoy what is it that the lord has for us what do, what what does god desire for us in terms of what he puts on offer all these gifts all these blessings all of these all of these things yeah. you were talking about jeremiah 29 earlier you know from verse 11 for mm -hmm. i know the thoughts i think towards he says the lord thoughts of peace and not evil yeah. uh, uh, uh to give you hope and expected and uh, and you will seek me and find me or search for me with all of your heart Mm -hmm. and i'll be found of you says the lord and and this is the thing that uh, sometimes we miss we, we we kind of have a generational perspective on what prayer looks like what seeking god looks like mm -hmm. uh, what prophecy looks like what preaching looks like we have a generational perspective god transcends the generations and yes. he's seen our generational standard of prayer but mm -hmm. he can compare it to the generational standard of abraham Yes, he can compare true. it to the generational standard of the Apostle Paul. Mm. And, and, and we kind of look within ourselves and feel, yes, we have prayed the prayer or we prayed enough or we've sought God enough or we believe God enough or we have faith. We have to understand that we are people just like they are people. Just like they were. But yeah. we can't have these limits of just by even the blessings of what we see around us to be the limiting factor of what we expect from God. Because the Bible says to him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ask or think. Do, do you know what it is? Power works in us. It's because people suddenly think, oh, money's bad. Success, too much success is bad. It can take me away from God. 
which I do understand. Do because if you know yourself, and you think if I did get that flash car, that could potentially become a god. If I did get that big house, I could potentially wanna show it off or whatever. So that's why people think are scared of that thing. But it is true. We shouldn't be limiting God. We shouldn't be limiting God. I, I think that even if, based on what you've just said, I think that there is a, 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 a common link between the blessings of God and money. Mm. And what we have to do in the, in the history of mankind is think about how long money has been around for mm. and whether God blesses in other ways. Because like we kind of link like the blessings of God with financial wealth and being blessed. But what, you can be rich is, and still not blessed. Exactly. And you can have wealth and be humble. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, there are plenty of Christians baptized in the name of Jesus Christ who have a swimming pool in their backyard. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not, we, sometimes there is an association with poverty and holiness, whereas actually that, that, that's not it. My point here is that actually God blesses beyond the money. And when I think about the, uh, the, the story of the prodigal son, mm-hmm. really my focus is on the one who was in the house. He was told after he complained, everything was there already. So he had a mindset that he didn't deserve it, couldn't access it shouldn't have it Mm. and he complained Mm. so it's that type of mindset sometimes we have when it comes to the blessings of god what would it be like to just have access to everything that god desires for us when we need it Mm. that's the blessings of god and that's beyond money yeah it is that means we can have peace. Yes, we can have wealth when we need wealth. We can have food when we need food. We can have rest when we need rest. We can have freedom when we need freedom. Do you understand? Peter mm-hmm. was locked in prison. Angel opened up the gates mm-hmm. for him. It's and he true. came out. The blessings of God go beyond money. But I think that even, this is something I'm challenging myself, just despite what is around me and despite what people think and feel, and not even to see myself as any better, but actually, just to strip down these conceptions, these preconceptions, and try to get back to the scriptures and say, okay, what is God capable of? Mm. What is God able to do? What does God desire to do? And then what am I asking for? Mm. You know, and just compare those two. I find that I'm way off. Mm. And but I, I kind of find that I'm I'm kind of normal in comparison to people around me. So this is what makes me me think that it's kind of is this standard of Christianity is our highest standard of Christianity the base entry level from God's perspective? Wow, that's why I ask myself. That's because going back to twenty nine and Jeremiah, it's talking about his yeah. thoughts. Yes. Not our thoughts so it's like we want to have his thoughts we want to sort of somehow get to some kind of understanding and say yeah what is it that you want from me let mm. my will or your will be my will and yes. so forth so it's like yeah. yes that's philippines too mm. for it is god that works in us both to will and to mm. do of his good pleasure that's and it. That, that follows smoothly after working out your own salvation with fear and trembling. That's the foundation. And then God begins to work his desires in us. Mm. And it becomes 
our natural desire to do God's will. And that's right. linked with a man after God's own heart. We've run out of, <laughs> we've run out of time, but this is probably going to be the longest one. You're into the entrepreneurial side of things. We're both sort of um, savvy on our socials and stuff like that. Talk a little bit about what you do now, just for anybody else who might be interested in knowing that. And Sure. Um, so I have been uh, in education since 2005. Yeah. I am a teacher by trade, you could say. Um, yeah. And I now train teachers. I, um, yeah, I have a, a few different websites. The main one being ocstechtips.com, where yeah. I um, provide teachers with an opportunity to uh, contact me. I could um, uh, train their staff. I could um, help their teachers learn to use certain technology. I'm an Adobe education leader. I'll train teachers on how to use some Adobe software, uh, uh, also Google software. And also I help schools with their digital strategy. Okay. Um, and I've said far too many times without taking action that I need to help more churches with their digital setup. Uh, so I guess this now, uh, will be the final time it leaves my mouth before something actually gets done. It's out there now. I have, I have done sessions yeah. uh, on online safety uh, for churches and yeah. uh, both in person and online as well. I personally um, think all the churches should be at least having some presence online in this day and age. There is no, it's not an acceptable excuse to say, I don't know how to use it. I haven't got the time. We have to have it in this day and age, um, mm. especially when COVID came and various different things. And I think there needs to be one set person, i.e. maybe you, who goes to all the churches and sets it all up. So they're all seeing up same. Because when someone comes into an area, you want them to be able to and they see something, a page that is active. Because I know that I could probably look for churches and whatever else, but it needs to be an active page and it needs to be always there letting them know exactly what you're about and and let it be easy accessible and things like that but definitely yeah, man, i'd be happy to do that as well i think the the main thing for me and one of the reasons why i work so hard and do so many different things is because i would love to be able to do those things and mm. be able to feed my family as well yeah <laughs> so i tried to set up things so that actually can kind of be more active in uh you know ministry um and when i say that keep in mind i have a very busy schedule right now very active both in ministry and in other things so that was the I'm other thing i was saying if we had more time me. if yeah. we had more time i'd want to talk to you about being a young husband father minister how do you balance it because i am so busy and you already know how hard it was just for me to sit down with you it's like when you're trying to run your own business and then you're trying to have time for your kids and then you're also having the pastor saying i want you to preach on sunday or i want you to teach or you got bible school or how do you make the choice and say no or yes and then something else because that's the hard bit as well just saying no mm. Yeah, I think that, you know, prayerfully, prayerfully and in agreement with your wife is the short answer. <laughs> and there's true. a lot more detail. Yeah, <laughs> there's a yeah. lot more detail in there. But yeah. I think that's the headline, yeah, prayerfully yeah. and with the agreement of your wife, because mm -hmm. you can't, 
go off and do something um, to the detriment of your family. If your wife is not aware, if um, the children are going to suffer as a result, then you mm -hmm. know probably need to rethink that. Yeah, amen. But, but anyway, <laughs> we're both are still learning. Trust me, man. It's a it's always a life is a journey of learning. <laughs> anyway, brother OC, thank you very much for your time today. Thank it you has for having been, me. No, it has definitely been a pleasure. And um, I hope we do get a chance to do this again to do part two and um maybe face to face one of the days we never know. Maybe at yeah, one of that'll the... be good. Like I said, the, there'll be a, a, a black leather couch. Yeah, is that, or are we going for the armchairs? In well, person? we'll see what happens. You know what I was thinking? <laughs> I was thinking I might even put this out into the atmosphere. At conference, mm. if they had a room mm. and they had a set group of guys and they did the camera work for us, and then mm. I just sit down with whoever's free on a lunch yeah. break or, or in the middle of stuff. And then we just have those quick conversations there. Um, Sounds like an idea. I think that could could be it because I only do like six people per series, so right. that's only what six thirty minute chats over mm. a th what? How long are we there for? Three days? I can't even remember. Three or four days, yeah, depending on what what, what you're involved in. But yeah. Yeah, that sounds like a plan. I think that See, could work. Yeah, and then it could even be after service on sometimes at the evening, then it would be a lot longer that we probably have. And there could be more of us. There could be a whole table of us talking on certain stuff. Round so, um, table. A mm, round table discussion. Who knows? That's good. Anyway, I will take take my leave now and leave you to it. You've got kids to take care of. So, um, yeah, man. And so do I. I've got some in the back now doing a workshop right now. So, um, but yeah, man, God bless you. Um, is there anywhere people can catch you as well? I don't know. Yeah, so, I mean, if people are interested in the education side of what I'm doing, they can find me at OC's Tech Tips. Okay. Uh, that's O S I T E C H T I P S. If okay. you're interested in the um, spiritual side of uh, some of the resources I have available, that'll be God's Purpose for Souls dot com. Okay. Uh, so I've got free resources on uh, evangelism and uh, a booklet that people can use, as well as a street questionnaire that people can use. Um, and yeah, I guess if you Google search me O C H four, you'll be able to, I guess find what you need uh, right. some of the preaching and teaching that i've done as well all right well i'll get the editor to uh put all of those details probably at the bottom of your screen or in the description all of that all of that all of that <laughs> all right then blessings brother you take Thank care you speak much. to you soon this has been a new life podcast i've been brother john and yes you guys take care this is our final episode now so um if you're new to it go check the other ones out all right then you take care speak to you soon god bless